Can we start it? Is that how we're supposed to do it? Just one ear? Is that? Oh no, sorry. Oh, that's what's going on. Is that how the pros do it? That's how the pros it, do it. it. One strap or two strap? All right. Here we go, guys. I am an everyday athlete. Everyday athlete. I am an everyday Hey everybody, this is Jared Basson and Mark McCain, and you're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the stories of the lives of the day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And uh, today, we have a special guest, Derek Kidney. Well, we are all kind of everyday athletes, I guess. I yes. Mean, that's kind of the point of this, is none of us are superstars, none of us are... My uh, athletic everyday? Is that- yeah. You are athletic everyday. Cheers for all the athletes. Um... Even though we're not all athletes sometimes. That's what, that's what Wattify says. Everyone's an athlete. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The Open said I was an athlete, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're here with uh, Coach Derek, a.k.a. Derek Kidney, a.k.a. Um, what was... There's a few Coach, nicknames Coach D. There's several. Dare Bear. Dare Bear is one of the favorites. Oh, wow. Dare Bear. It's a I, good didn't, one. I didn't know that one. You didn't know? Yeah. That, that's a... This, there's a select few on the Dare Bear one. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So uh, one of the cool things about what we can do is is kind of dive into uh, people like Derek's lives, how we got to where Derek is today, uh, as far as your journey through CrossFit, when you started, where you started, how that started, um, kind of what makes you tick. I think for people, a lot of people don't necessarily know the kind of backstory and you know your kind of methodology. I think the way all of us coach uh, is a little bit different. The way we think of workouts is a little bit different. Um, and I think the cool thing about what we can do here is kind of dive into that a little bit more and figure out what makes all of us tick and particular what makes you tick. So uh, I think the, the easiest way to start is kind of where and when you started CrossFit, why I guess you even started CrossFit. Because uh, we've known each other now for about five years. Five years. Yeah. So it's been mm-hmm. it's been quite some time, and uh, obviously Mark's been in the mix as well. I think Mark had Derek's first. Yeah. yeah Mark. So Mark fun. was my. Uh, so when I when I started, it was 2012. Uh, at the time, uh, it was at New Cove CrossFit or it was CrossFit Covington when we started. Second. Second. It was the location. second location. I think maybe a few months after they moved into that building. Uh, at the time, the onboard process was a uh, was told of month long. But if you were athletic enough, you could just skip a few weeks. I stayed for the entire month of it. Uh, Good call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely needed. Definitely needed it. Uh, it, it. It was weird. I actually uh, remember one of the conversations with you one of the first few months. Like, oh, so we're going over cleans today. I'm like, yeah, I remember cleans. Like, well, yeah, I, I used to clean when I was in like high school playing football. Never did it right. Mm. Never had any clue that I was doing it wrong. This depends on the standard that you're at. Never, that, that was something that you actually told me, Jared, and stuck with me for a while. That just because I was able to accomplish the lift doesn't mean I was doing it correctly. Yeah. Right. Well, that that rings true today. Yeah. Like we've all we've all made those lifts where you're like, I that did was it. Ugly. Mm. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I got the bar from the ground in my chest, but I hurt stuff on yeah. the way there. I think that's super common in high school athletics and, and endeavors and in the weight room it's, it's a lot of it's just young improper. and dumb like you yeah. were really young and really strong and really energetic 
not really doing a whole yeah. lot correct so, there. So what were you doing, I guess, even take a step back before you found CrossFit? Were you like physically active? Uh, not too much in the gyms at that point. Like, uh, I mean, you have all, a physically all, demanding yeah, job. All of my yeah. jobs are kind of physical, so I always thought that I was in good shape. Like, but it was just because uh, I was skinny. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm not really bulked at this point anymore either. But I mean, it's uh, I was always just under the impression that fat is out of shape, skinny is in shape. Mm. Right. Which is interesting, as we see now, just not. It's not a, true. It's a, not yeah. It's in a, any way true. That's I mean, a, one of those like a misnomers or like a, a, that's my key performance indicator that if I'm skinny. I'm, I'm healthy. Doing, yeah, I'm, doing, I'm well. doing the right thing. That's not necessarily true. I was very unhealthy. Yeah. You can be skinny fat, right? Yeah. yeah that's kind of that's what I was. Kind of I feel like when I came in. Was a term. <laughs> I like the, the Facebook pop-ups or whatever, the uh, time hops. Like seeing photos come up from 2012 before I started across. When we like, both oh, had hair. Man, yeah. I had a little bit of hair. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I had to break those out. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one pop up a few weeks ago and I didn't, I didn't reshare it. Like, I'm going to keep this one to myself. So you're kind of on your own. Yeah. So I, was, I just used my job as what I thought was fitness for me. And I was always in and out of like, live. I, I did fit works for a while. I just came in, did my own thing. Like, Hey, I'll do buys and tries today. Tomorrow I do back, never doing legs. Just kind of threw out that, that, that kind of a mode of just coming in, going through the motions, hitting some curl machines. I thought I was in shape. I came into CrossFit and, uh, and Mark was my, coach from my first class and I was decimated I was it first day was Karen oh wow yeah that yeah, was very that was probably day. a poor foresight on our part yeah but. it came in just as a trial like hey your first day's free come in try it out I came in yeah did the Karen it's like, like 75 a, wall balls yeah yeah no I, half a Karen it might have been a half Karen that's, it was like 16 minutes that's oh, enough wow. to wreck somebody yeah, yeah. I mean 14 wall, I did think I did a 14 pound ball did like over 14 minutes, I think. What was and your, couldn't walk for three days. What was your first, uh, when you left there, what was your first thought? Uh, holy shit, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, 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 mean I, I, play, I ran track in high school, I played football. I mean, I, I was always one of the, the faster guys, so I ran my ass off. I, I was, I'm never shy from working. It beat myself mm -hmm. to the ground. I have never been put on my back like, like that yeah. by a workout. Yeah. It so was incredible. Did your definition of, of fitness kind of change there? Like immediately. In, yeah, in that moment. Immediately. Like, I, I thought, I, again, I thought I was in good shape and came in and it was like, you're bottom of the barrel. Like, it just. I feel like everyone has that moment. I know I had that moment where I was actually a personal training when I found, personal trainer when I found CrossFit and, you know, would do the, the bodybuilding and stuff like that and bench and squat and deadlift and then go to a Saturday CrossFit class and, you know, after the workout's over, you're there for 30 minutes, still trying to figure out where the hell you parked. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd ride my motorcycle into the gym on some days, and I, I there was one work. I don't remember the, what what the workout was, but I had to pull over on my way home. And then I, mm. I, I couldn't hold the clutch any longer. Wow. Like it was like I've got to stop for a second, shake my hands out, yeah, yeah. and then try to. Oh, and I only lived a mile from the gym, so it wasn't like I had a long way to go. You could like coast it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's, it's the cool thing that you kind of see across the board is uh, for a lot of people who come in. I'm not saying you had any, uh, you know, ideas of what it would be like. You didn't really know what you were walking into. 
But for a lot of people, they walk in thinking it's going to be one thing, and they leave thinking it's something else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's probably the vast majority of people whenever they come through the door. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you kind of have this idea of what it's going to be. And like we're, see, we're not a boot camp. No, it's definitely not a boot camp. And, and I think a lot of people come in with that expectation that it, where it's come in and, hey, we're just going to have you do step-ups for a straight hour. Right. Like, yeah, I think the, the big, um, you know, line I've been using a lot lately is, you know, we're, we're going through this um, – coaching the strength conditioning for Alter's hockey team. Uh, Chris is about to start doing Mountain Notre Dame soccer team. And the thing I keep telling these guys, and girls for that matter, is um, you know, fitness lies within the intensity. You know, because had you done, let's say you just did the 75 that first day, and Mark said, okay, well, you're gonna do five, take a rest. Five, take a rest. Five, take it until you're done. But instead it's, hey, I want you to push through this, you know, in a, in a, it's not just balls to the wall, but it is, there's, there's kind of a, a flow to it, but it's also the intensity is so high and we're trying to keep that intensity going that it's, it's so much different than what most people are expecting and or used to. And, and number one, that makes it exciting. I think that's probably the, the big thing. It was, it was fun when we started doing it. Yes. Yeah. It was like, wow, I've never done this before. And this is, you're almost tricking yourself into working out. Right. Well, it was uh, it, it's like that hour is something to look forward to it was really easy to come in and spend three hours in the gym like take spending an hour before the class of just maybe a little bit of working on skills but more just hanging out in, in just in the building doing that class and then as, again hanging out for an hour after right, we see a little bit here well, I think right. that's what um, you know that's a big draw too is is the the community and I think you you immediately um, kind of flock towards that. And I think we've had some discussion to where it's like, you know, not that, not that there was any lack of friends, but this, this new group of people you're with is vastly different than the people you used to hang out with. And I think yeah. that's... Well, I, I think the location kind of affects yeah. that a little bit. Also. Yeah, well, it's sure. 100%. Sure. Yeah. But you're drawing, being in the middle of main straws. Yeah, you're drawing from this huge pool of people. I mean, uh, you know, here we've got, you know, everything from teachers to electricians to CEOs to um, lawyers I mean you're pulling from this massive group of people and it's like you would never see these people outside mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I had a, just actually talked about this with uh, Amy last weekend actually um, like we'd be out in a group of six or more I mean we could, we'd be possibly out in groups of maybe 15 and one person would be like, well, guys, why the, why the hell are you still talking about CrossFit? Like, we're out of the gym. We're not in the gym right now. Stop talking about CrossFit. Like, oh, well, when you, when you first start around. CrossFit, that's all. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> it's like, look, look at all these people. It's like you said, well, there's a lawyer, there's a teacher, there's a finance man. I mean, they, you got yeah. all these people. Compl- like, there is nothing we have in common except CrossFit. Yeah. It's the only thing that all 15 the, of us here have in common. The cool thing is when you start to see those, those conversations develop into you know, real friendships. You see people, you know, hanging outside the gym and it's and it ends up not being just, just mm-hmm. crossing. Yeah. You know, I think so for, much more. Even even for for our relationship, you know, we've we've been kinda we're friends from kind of the get go, but I mean it's developed I think into something uh, larger than that than just like we don't, we don't just talk special. about CrossFit. Something very right, special. Right. <laughs> Something very special. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of the the intro, if you will, into a good friendship for a lot of people and that's kinda of what the there's a shared experience on the mats, so to say, out there. But one of the things I think there's a lot of correlations that you guys just talked about and, you know, coming from team sports, I think we've all played team sports. And one of the things I heard recently is about when, you know, if you do make it to the, the top professional level of sports, 
the people missed the game, yes, of course, but most of all, they missed like the clubhouse. They missed the locker room. They missed that stuff so much more than they do even just playing the game because of those bonds that you do form. And I feel like CrossFit has done such a good job of allowing those to form uh, from people, whether you're you know, 70 years old or 17, you guys can all kind of relate and come together. So maybe dive into that a little bit, Derek, and just how uh, whenever you started coming into the class, so you did your intro program, you kind of got your butt kicked. Whenever you started coming into the classes, like how did that change? And, and did you start just like, were you were you nervous day one whenever you got to class and I was absolutely nervous. I'm personally I, I don't like crowds. I don't, yeah. I don't I don't like kind of big social settings like that. I, I tend to keep to myself or smaller groups. I, I don't like the big settings like that. But so so coming into classes, coming into a class atmosphere like that was definitely intimidating for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was also kind of I mean as you come in uh, hitting a consistent time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was always either that 9.30 in the morning or 3 or 3.30 p.m. kind of class time. So I got to see the same people kind of sure. throughout. And then that's kind of where those friendships kind of developed. Like, hey, uh, Taylor Spivey, you uh, uh, you happen to be at 3.30 most of the days also. So here's somebody that I started working out with. Yep. And as you work out with them more, there's always that downtime in class. You talk a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Just, that's kind of where that friendship kind of is able to build from people. And that finding that class time that you're in and hitting those same consistent people. And, but that's also where you're getting that fitness from is that now you have somebody to push against and they push yes. you, you push them. Uh, it's that small little competitive edge that comes in. Yeah, I think it's it, so many layers get built on top of each other. You're not just building friendship but the yeah. competitive aspect. It's so much more than just coming in and doing thrusters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, backtrack just, just a little bit. Um, one question. I. I think we may have talked about it um, personally before, but um, what made you actually like decide to seek out like I want to try CrossFit? Mm. Uh, my home life sucked at the time. <laughs> my home life sucked at the time. I was really just looking for a way to get out of my house and have an excuse for it. Yeah. Uh, I also felt like I was just again just out of shape, and I, I needed something to be different. Like because again, going in and out of the Globo gyms just it wasn't working. I, I saw the pattern ha- happening and just realized it just was not working at all yeah and I, I, uh, I remember seeing like the CrossFit games on ESPN like the the, the replays of it mm-hmm. and think man, man that looks pretty freaking cool and California's got all the neat stuff yeah like I, I had no clue it was even in it, the yeah, area okay. and then I, I saw uh, it was actually I saw the Groupon like I, had si- I, I just like randomly just was I think it was an ad on the side of a web page or something and it's the only time I've ever clicked one of those it was a group on, but it was for CrossFit Covington. I think I'm one of 15 people that have ever stayed on after the group on. Yeah, I came in and got the two uh, months or whatever for that. And then, I mean, I was hooked after day one. Yeah, absolutely. I signed up for a year after after I came back after like four that's, days of recovery. That's what we call. I took day one, took a week off, you know, came back. Uh, I think that's what we kind of call the the hell yeah or hell no. You know, it's like. After that day one, you pretty much know whether this is for yeah. you or not. Uh, CrossFit put out a, I want to call it a commercial or an ad. I don't know what it was. It was like a three-minute video uh, about a year ago. And it was just, they just followed this one woman over like four years of her journey. And it was like, came in, got her buck. It, 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 I mean, I thought it was like a video of me just as a woman. Kind of weird, way, weird way of putting that. Well, uh, but well, she came in, got her I've seen kicked. you in a wig. It's not yeah. bad. It's not <laughs> My, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can pull it off. Yeah. My basic white girl Halloween costume. Yeah. 
But she, uh, it, it showed her as in a globo gym, not getting results, and it showed her coming in across CrossFit and her butt kicked, and it saw her starting to make friends and getting a lot better as an athlete and developing, and then all of a sudden, like, it shows her diving more into CrossFit and then diving more into how to coach and then becoming a coach and then becoming an athlete more, and then yeah. it showed this really cool progression. I wish uh, CrossFit they, could well, post that video a little more. Well, a really good job of, of marketing to that point, because again, I think so many people can, you know, um, I mean, it was the exact same journey that I took. It yeah, was, yeah exactly. Incredible. So many people can That's relate true. to that. And, and just watching, and for those of people listening that, that don't know Derek that well, like I've watched a progression with you that has been, you know, from going from point A to point B. It's it's pretty dramatic from, you know, where you've been. And I think one thing I really want to touch on is you are one of the busiest people that I know personally as far as like, having to schedule out day by day by day. I've, I've seen your planner. Um, maybe There's a lot should, of colors in it. Yeah, we should find a, get a picture up of Derek's planner of the five different colors of highlighter and where he has to be and what time and what time of day. And, um, you know, we hear a lot, I don't want to say excuses, but they are, I'm too busy, I can't make it in. Um, you are truly one of the busiest people I know. It's, uh, I would like to run down just some of, like this is run down a busy day for you. Do you want to take a quick break and then yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll... Uh, I've got to get another job to do for the next 15 minutes and we'll come back. That's right, yeah, he's got a job <laughs> to do. Uh, we'll take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Hey everyone, if you like what you're hearing and you'd like to get started with us, head on over to triumphstrength.net and click on the Get Your Free Session Now button. Check us out as well on Facebook, facebook.com slash triumphstrength, as well as Instagram under triumphstrength. Make sure to check out our weightlifting meet. Kegs and Kilos will be on October 7th, held at Braxton Brewery. 60 weightlifters. This will be a USAW-sanctioned weightlifting meet. Should be a great time. Food trucks, beer, donuts, weightlifting. Can't get any better than that. I love it. All right. Uh, and we're back uh, again. <laughs> yeah. We are back with uh, Everyday Athlete. I am Jared Basson and Mark McCain. We're here with Derek the Derek Kidney. Kidney. Middle name is Derek. Middle name. Derek Derek. Derek Derek, Derek. Derek Kidney. Derek Derek Kidney. Double D. Uh, where we kind of left off was um, talking about uh, obviously a busy lifestyle. I think none, there are very few people who come to the gym that just, oh yeah, that aren't busy, right? I think everybody's busy in some way. Uh, we were kind of talking about how Derek is one of the busiest. Uh, and, and kind of action-packed days. I think uh, we all know why. We all know why. But uh, <laughs> well, we, we can talk about that why a little bit. Uh, but I guess my point is, is I want to, number one, paint the picture of that this is for everybody, that you can fit this into pretty much any, any situation. Um, it's one of the kind of beauties of it, number one. Um, and number two, just to kind of give people a feel of, you know, what it's like to be you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, so, like? Like I, so when I said like I was mainly hitting that either 9.30 or 3.30 class, it was a, because uh, life takes precedence. Right? I mean, we, I understand we are just a gym. Real life happens. Yeah, real life happens. So it, it's, you take care of the shit you need to take care of, uh, but you still make time to come into here. So 3, 3 p.m., 3.30 p.m. was the time that worked out best for me at that time. Uh, now it's a little bit different, but it's still pretty close to how it was then. Yeah. So. Uh, I said like a typical day. Um, typical day is maybe two jobs. Maybe um, two if you're lucky. Yeah, two if I'm. That's okay. that's pretty typical. Up to this four? week's pretty light, so I, I have 
it can be up to four. So there was a day last week. Uh, it's, it's, again, it's not out of the ordinary, but it's not often I do three or four jobs in the day. But, so 8 a.m. I would be at Riverbend. Uh, I would uh, be climbing in their high steel rigging, pulling up ropes. Uh, not great on the hands, but pulling on ropes all day. Uh, get out of there around 11, 1130. Uh, so real quick, uh, for those of you guys who have not seen Derek climb something, uh, it is pretty impressive. It's like a monkey. Uh, like, uh, thank God we have well, Derek I'm, I'm here. I'm 90% limb. Yeah. Thank God so. we have Derek here to change light bulbs because I don't do well with heights. I don't think any of us really do that no. great with heights. And like a six foot ladder. Yeah. Max. I've watched Derek climb a 25 foot ladder with like one arm. It's pretty impressive. Um, so it's not recommended. So rigging. So do rigging at Riverbend. Yeah, rigging at Riverbend for over two to three hours or so. Okay. Uh, Setting up for whatever's there that yeah, night. Whatever show happens to be there that day, right? So. I would be getting out hopefully around 11, 11, 30 a.m. Uh, either if I plan ahead enough, I would have food with me to bring and just eat on the way to the gym. So I would get here around noon if I have to, to stop and get food and then maybe 1230 uh, after eating and then whatever has to happen after eating with bathroom breaks. Uh, hopefully getting just warmed up by that time. I'm starting to touch barbells or a foam roller or something by maybe one, uh, getting whatever lifting or wadding in I can until let's say two, two thirty. I would coach three, three thirty, so I'm done by three, ideally, giving myself time to recover because I don't recover very quickly. Uh, coaching however many hours it was for that day, uh, we'll say until five thirty. I would be at the airport to pick up a, a baseball team at six thirty or seven get done with that team around 9 to be back at Riverbend at 10 until 1 a.m. And then say it was a Friday, I'd be, be here for either if I'm coaching, I guess I'd be here at 8. If yeah. I'm not, then I'd try to come in around 10 yeah. after um, getting maybe 7 so hours sleep. touched on uh, two very interesting jobs that most people don't have again. Yeah. Uh, so what, what do you... The thing with Riverbank, so you also do a U.S. Bank Arena yeah. as well, right? So, yeah, so I'm part of the stagehands local of Cincinnati. Uh, so we hit maybe maybe six or seven different theaters around the area. Plus, on, a, on the rare occasion, I will go out of town for any other neighboring cities that need help, right? Uh, and that's How long a different job for a different day. Uh, about 12 years now. Yeah. So. Right? seasoned at this point right? yeah yeah so I've been doing this uh, and, and you know we're, we're about the same age so you've been doing this for quite some time I mean or yeah, late, when I was 20. Yeah. okay so 20 cool 19 or 20 19 yeah. or 20 so um, and then the other one something that you know we've all been somewhat a part of but you've been doing this for quite some time you just said picking up a baseball team yeah, so, so I drive a truck for uh, I handle the logistics for major league baseball in Cincinnati yeah. So for the Reds and all the teams that come in to play the Reds, I handle the transportation of their equipment, not the people. The yeah. equipment from airport to stadium. And for visiting teams, I'm also handling their luggage to the hotels and, again, uh, vice it's, versa. It's just pretty, those three it's points. It's pretty cool, by the way. I will, I will just say that. Um, there's there, there's something really cool about sitting in a visiting team's clubhouse and go, <gasps> So I, I do That's a very him. bad job of explaining <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, I, I don't know how else to say it, but rules don't apply to me. I feel like there's just a lot of rules that just don't apply because I've, I've seen such a different angle of everything. So I've never had to pay for baseball tickets. Yeah. I've never had to pay for concert tickets. Yeah. 
right? Uh, I've always I've always seen it from the backstage view, like even baseball games. Like so, when some people when I've had them, if you've come in and helped me with a ball team before, I've sometimes taking people out onto the field. I mean, it's, and it's just a completely different field. You have field. not taken me ever what? out on the field, Kidney. <laughs> this has happened not Last often. Oh. Not often. It's, wow. It has happened, though. You probably took Thomas out already. You know, I think I did take Thomas. Oh. That kid. Oh. Baywatch, Baywatch gets it. That gets is all not perks. cool. Uh, it's, it's a completely different feeling, standing on a field. Uh, all the lights are off. And this is, this is kind it's, of a... A family business, right? I mean, yes. Yeah. My grandfather started this one uh, in the fifties, sometime. Uh, he was uh, after he came back from World War II. He was a, he was a mechanic. Uh, he was working with, I believe, Clark Transfer. They handle all of the uh, theater trucking just throughout the nation. They do big Broadway shows and stuff like that, operas and whatnot. Um, and they, at the time, they also handled all of the sports. Well, when he came in, uh, it was a it was a Teamsters deal. Uh, he wanted to retire. I believe they are uh, here he wanted the baseball teams he was just doing baseball at this point just working on the baseball and they asked him to retire early they said he only will but if he does the baseball teams and since they concentrate on theater they wanted nothing to do with the baseball so they said absolutely take it wow. so he he took it yeah so he he absolutely took it and ran it the, the man was incredible so I, I i get my work ethic from him the guy uh he was after he got back from world war ii uh he was in his early 20s. He was T-boned on a motorcycle. Uh, he was riding his motorcycle. He had an old Indian, got T-boned at an intersection. The guy ran a red light. He spent 13 or 14 months in a body cast. Wow. Uh, and he was, so he had zero cartilage left over in his right leg. Those like guys are just way tougher than us. Yeah. I mean, they call it the, great, the greatest generation, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, they were not lying when they gave him that moniker. Uh, but the man was never able to bend his right knee after that so mm-hmm. he it was always the the, the I mean, you can see him coming from a distance just from that stuff of just try walking with one leg straight yeah. for a day right right and he ended up losing like from all the cartilage being gone is like three or four inches difference yeah mm-hmm. but the man loading all these trucks and back in the 50s they don't have like the motorized lift gates that we do yeah so and not to all mention, of I'm these sure trunks, the trucks yeah. are probably a little bit higher quality now yeah than they were. a little bit higher quality but this guy being able to get all of this equipment up into this Bed of the truck by himself. I bet you he could clean and jerk like four hundred. Yeah, yeah he, for, he for those for those of you guys listening, for those of you guys listening, uh, most of the trunks, the heavy ones, have the pounds listed on the side, and some of them say things like three hundred and forty-one. Yeah, so, that's like average, like yeah. three three fifty, yeah. like in that range is average. So yeah. uh, number one, uh, CrossFit works. Yeah, because yeah. there uh, is real life. There is real life application. Real life application. When you're moving a three hundred pound trunk. Uh, Using your hips correctly definitely comes into Absolutely. play. Absolutely, but yeah, to to be loading a uh, basically like tying one arm behind your back and you know using one leg kind of thing and loading one of those trucks. I mean, even just yeah. luggage. Some of these guys come off of that. I want to say it helped me when I came in CrossFit a little bit, and that I do understand leverage and how mm. like the best way to position myself for some lift. Like I I do okay on deadlifting. Yeah, right? I, I feel like this ball team and moving heavy things has helped. In that a little bit. Well, and again, if you do it improperly, just lifting bags, you're going to hurt your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially seen, if it's 400 pounds you're yeah. picking up. But you know, people neglect that constant repetition of yeah. picking 20 pounds. Okay, like, hey, I can throw with this 30 pound dumbbell again. or this yeah. 30 pound dumbbag or uh, duffel bag. I can throw this 30 pound right. duffel bag down the truck. We'll do it 70 more times because exactly. that's how many more bags you got. Yeah. And that's <laughs> and then you do it for time, and that's CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really and is. That's that's pretty much it. But yeah, man. So it sounds like you're working like 20-hour days. 
How many how many days a week are you doing? Uh, that that happens. Right? During the, the summer is definitely the busy time, uh, and it, it uh, it's not out of the question for me to have over seventy hours put in for a week. Mm. And that's like seventy hours like on the job site you know, or transiting transiting between job sites. I'll, I'll count that in there. It's a lot. It, it is a lot to hurry up and hurry up and wait. Yeah, there's a you lot know, of hurry but, up and wait. But when but when the waiting part ends it is go, go. Yeah. it is go time um you know especially when you're dealing with people leaving and the, they got to be at a plane yeah, at a certain the, time um there's, there's a lot of of weight on your shoulders and i think that's yeah, these companies they don't give a shit about your day it, yeah. it's they're there to get their stuff as fast as they can to the hotels they don't want other people waiting absolutely so, so on those uh on those 70 hour work weeks how do you find time to to work out well that's uh it, something I, I actually the reds Front office staff has helped me with is scheduling like i mean you keep track of everything give yourself allowances for things coming in late things coming in early so i'm always at the when i say i have to be at the airport at six i'm there 45 minutes before that plane is due to even land right i have have to because you get i mean uh, planes land early sometimes mm-hmm. often i mean you always think often about late, something but, being late but, yeah. <laughs> but it happens early sometimes yeah. Right, so I, I schedule in that time. I, and you mentioned my planner. I, I really do have five different colors in there. Every job is its own color. Everything is, again, trying to get that, that, that time in there uh, to be early for stuff. And it's if you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. Yeah, right, that's absolutely. something that will hammer for me. So and what, <laughs> I know people look at me and go, like, you're late a lot. I, it, yeah. I do fail often with uh, juggling some of the, these multiple places multiple times uh, i think anyone would (laughs) yeah that's one thing that that we learned early on is like we you know we and we give each other grace you know but like you know we see people the people that show up three to five minutes late for a crossfit class like you know i think even in the past all of us all three yeah. of us have been have been guilty of almost berating somebody for being late. And you, it's and just you can't. frustrating. You can't. You can't because look, number one, they made it there. Hey, yeah. welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here safe. You know, and it, no one likes. No like, one's planning on being late. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm okay with somebody being late. Um, it gets aggravating when you're late every day. Yeah. yeah. Or just say often. Yeah. Right. It's it, it's, it's, it's tough. frustrating. I, mean, I think traffic, obviously, depending on what time of day you're coming, can just be so hit or miss. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's, getting it, back to uh, yeah. the point so how here, I get your yeah you gym time in your workout is, yes. uh, something that I, I started working on a few years ago was uh, I start instead of saying I don't have time for that I say it's not a priority. Okay. When you, when you put that priority name on there, like it, it completely changes how you view it. Right? Right. So, um, do I have time to get to the gym? Uh, maybe. Uh, is the gym a priority for me? Yes. All right. Well, then I, I have time to get there then. Right. Exactly. Right? If, if I'm not going to get a full eight hour sleep, so be it. Yeah. Right. But I, I have some, I have something I want to accomplish. We're going to accomplish it then. Yeah. And I think what you just said there is, is very important. Is I have something I want to accomplish, and we haven't really dive, dove into uh, dove, dive, dived, dive in. All, all of those. Dive in. We even, we even dove into the <laughs> uh, the Olympic weightlifting because I think the goal for you, the goal has changed slightly yeah. um, with the interest in Olympic weightlifting. But, but put in Olympic weightlifting. Put in CrossFit put in running, put in, I want to do a marathon, put in Spartan race, whatever X goal may yeah. be. Um, I think the important thing you just said there was, I want to make this a priority. Um, and I think that's the key, the key word for most people when it's, I can or I can't do something. 
uh, is because you're just not making that priority. You can't you know? or you don't want to. I, I can't lose weight. Oh, we're not making a priority right now. I can't, I can't get eight hours of sleep. And for some, for some people you can't, but for a lot of people it's, it's because I've, the TV's been on for three yeah. hours. Are you, are you prioritizing? Exactly. Well, and I think also, whenever you, in your mind, make it a priority, how long do you make it a priority? So I think so many people want to make it a priority for about a month, and then if, maybe they even go backwards. Yeah. Uh, then it's, well, it's not working. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta change it it's out It's really for easy else. to fall off that wagon. Yeah. It's so every it's, habit that you build, it's easy to build that habit. It's also easy to lose that habit. Yeah, it's just persistence. And I, th I think weightlifting is a great example of that. Uh, I know Jared and you guys have been weightlifting now for several years, and I wouldn't say you've probably in improved your lifts by 100 pounds a piece. You're not PRing every time right. you max out but you understand the process right. and you understand that sometimes you're gonna hit a new PR, sometimes you're not gonna even hit 70%. Right. But, you know, and then you understand there's all the variables in play. Like you said, hey, sometimes you don't prioritize sleep. Other times you probably, hey, you know what? I really need sleep, so I need to sleep. Hey, I, I need to pack my food. It's a 24-7, it's a yeah. look, if you've got ambitious goals, which everyone should have, you need to be relentless. You know, that's one of the words we use here with our coaching. A lot, Is we yeah. wanna be relentless. You know, if someone's doing something wrong, don't just tell them on time. Tell them until, you know, they get annoyed almost. Not necessarily annoyed, but they get the point. Um, so, yeah, for you, I commend you, Derek, for, for working your butt off and, and being able to be a part of the staff and uh, accomplishing several things with, with your weightlifting. So, I know you gotta meet this weekend. I do. I do. I've. Uh, I do have a meet on this Saturday. How many of our people are doing that? By the way? Uh, I think three. I think three, including me. Including. So including me. Cool. So yeah, we've. Uh, that's that's been a whole other aspect, and I think, um, you know, going back to the prioritizing and uh, that that carries over. It doesn't matter what it is, you know, and it goes back to also that goal board that we have written over there. Is these are my goals. This is what I want to do, um, and I have to make these things a priority. Yeah. And knowing that other things may suffer. So if I'm prioritizing my fitness, my exercise, uh, my I want to hit X lift, or uh, I want to do grace in this amount of time, or I want to lose this amount of weight, something else probably will suffer. But knowing that you have a goal, number one, mm -hmm. number two, there's a light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. Because none of this is, you can't just constantly, constantly yeah, only I've prioritize tried to tell fitness. Kind of uh, like on a little bit of a one-on-one -on -one basis is that on that goal, I, I, I've really wanted that goal board up for a while. And I've tell people it's a fantastic look at that thing. Put a goal down somewhere, right? I don't even care if you write it on this board. You need to write it down yourself. Yeah. Because what I also want to see is uh, I want to see a how section. Mm -hmm. Like how are you going to get there? Right. What's your plan to get there? Yeah. It's great to have a goal, but if you don't have any sort of plan at all on like what you're going to do to get there, absolutely. Like, right? Hey, I want to get my first muscle up. All right. Well, what are you doing to get to there? I think it's the most obvious thing. Like, hey, make a goal. Like I think that's obvious. Everyone will agree. Like, yeah, yeah I need to go. And if you don't write it down, it's just a dream. It's, it's kind of the cliche saying, but you're, you're hitting the nail right on the head with the how. And usually if it's, it's an in-gym goal, then I always, you know, one of the follow-up questions I have is, well, how many days a week are you gonna yeah. come? You know, are, are we just gonna come one day a week? All right, well, it's probably not gonna happen this month. So we have to be realistic. You don't wanna write a goal down just to seem cool, like, hey, I wanna lift 500 pounds. Okay, that sounds cool in theory, but again, like you said, almost the key is how do I make a goal that overflows in all the areas yeah. of, of fitness so I'm not going so extreme to where I'm just training for the marathon and that's all I'm worried about and then all my other fitness really suffers right or or your your um, you know it, 
your family life suffers or yeah. you know because we have a lot of people with families in here like there's you have to pick and choose those goals or again knowing that it's it's maybe a short-term goal and that those things are going to suffer for a, a a finite amount of time yeah right it's like okay well i need i'm i have a competition coming up and i want to do this well so i know that my sleep and maybe some family time is going to suffer but it's only going to suffer for the up next, to this point up to this point i think that you know the higher end athletes you hear that a lot it's like well you know my husband you know like the female like my husband has all the kids and uh you know he's taking care of all the family life stuff he's taking care of all the laundry you know that stuff that may or may not be taken care of by someone else but it's like they know that there's a definite amount of time to that so that mm -hmm. they can get back to a normal a normal schedule a normal life because it's not sustainable for a lot of people right you know i think that's the best thing whenever you sign up for a competition it gives you a date and now you're like, you know what? All right, this is my date where I have to perform. It's weird that we put those in those challenges all the time. Yeah. Sign up for something. Yeah. Uh, What's cool about the competitions, and I want to see more people sign up for even if you don't feel like you're a competitive person. I, or it's, everyone's competitive. Everyone's competitive. Everyone, to, a, to a little bit of an extent, everybody should be a little bit, I think. And, some more um, than others. Yeah, so definitely some more than others. But something uh, like Kyle Yurchak said, uh, it gave him a game day. Like it's if you've played high school sports, or whatnot. It, it, I mean, it, a game day always had that just separate feeling for you. It just you get a little bit more amped up. Just you're a little bit more excited to wake up that day. So after you, you're out of set, either high school, college, whatever you played, you don't have that game day anymore. And for us having just local competitions, weightlifting, CrossFit, I mean, whatever it happens, but you get that game day again. Mm -hmm. You get that feeling, and again, it's good to have that kind of that pinpoint target of. Hey, I want to get better for this movement by this date for this competition, for mm -hmm. this lifting meet, for whatever it happens to be. But have that game day again. Yeah, that's and, a that's I mean, a fantastic point. Yeah, that's that's why we you know stress these. I mean, you don't have it, it's meets. not, uh, it, but it's not high school in that we don't have your parents aren't telling you you got to win because I was a terrible athlete as a kid. Right. Like, yeah. You're gonna fulfill yeah. my dreams. You get on to the do field. this. You get to do this 100 for you now. Like, yeah. This is only as good as you want to be. That's where the camaraderie comes in too. I mean, yeah. you, you, again, we've all seen it. We've seen it many uh, hundreds of times now on this floor. We have 365 days in this gym and we are open 360 of those days, yeah. you know, if not 363. But it's like, you know, the thing is, is we see it time after time after time after time after time. The person who is struggling the most will probably be surrounded by a group of people cheering them oh, on, yeah. Yeah. you know? That's uh, that's one of the, it's one of the one biggest draws of the One of the testaments. So, you know, for those people who just heard that statement about you should sign up for something that maybe is outside of your comfort zone, just know that we've all been there. Every day that, that someone comes in through our doors for the first time they're here. I was whether, nervous as shit my first meeting. I yeah. so much, nervous much empathy for the people that yeah. just walk in. So whether whether yeah. you're whether you're coming in for your, your day one, you've, you're super fit, or you've never worked out in your life, there's gonna be things you're gonna do out here that you've probably never done before. And you're gonna go, wow, this feels either really dumb, or I feel stupid, or I feel really incompetent. Know that everyone else in the room yeah. has felt that at some point. Yeah. I, tell, I stress that to people all the time. Because if you, if you are holding yourself back, and we've seen it a lot, where it's like, well, I don't, you know, I think burpees are one. Burpees are a really good one, where it's like, mm. you don't wanna see, for whatever reason, people don't wanna jump and clap overhead, because it makes them feel dumb. I'm like, no, just do it. Everyone, everyone's yeah, gonna do yeah, it. We all do yeah. it. We all still feel dumb doing it. Yeah, we all still like feel dumb. Like we got hidden cameras. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I remember starting out like at a. At, this is how long ago when Urban Active was around or Gold's Gym even, and like doing burpees, but like I wouldn't clap overhead. 
yeah. you know, because it's like, well, I'm already falling on the floor and like jumping. Right. You know, and it's like, not enough. Isn't that enough? <laughs> you know, but that's just how we do it and know that everyone else in the room has felt that kind of weird motion. Snatches are another great one. Well, I feel so dumb. Well, yeah, I've been. Our, our I mean, weight, you don't our, look great either. Our but, training I mean, age, our training yeah. age and just weightlifting is only a couple of years. And, but it's like, I feel somewhat proficient, but there are days where I'm like, Oh, go oh, to a meet. I still don't want to warm up in front of other people. Yeah. That's, it's scary. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that guy knows what he's doing. And turn my back to him. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna go on the opposite yeah, end of the floor from this done. guy so I can warm up and he doesn't look at me. Yeah, exactly. Um, fantastic. I, I think that's a probably, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on Derek and uh, sharing a little bit about. Oh, we have uh, I have one more question. Yeah, for you. sure. Um, what would your wrestling name be? Oh, wrestling name. Oh. Think, think like. Uh, I hashtag. Early. I hashtag myself in some videos as the weightlifting lemur. Oh, oh that's that's pretty good. Think, uh, yeah, I'm thinking like early '90s weightlifting, not like you know what I mean. Here comes the windsock. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Wow. Derek the windsock wind kidney. There it is. Uh, well, let's, thanks. Let your imagination run wild. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't write to us. Yes. I don't need nasty emails. Uh, actually write to thanks Jared Baston at triumphstrength.net that's not right that's not even that's right not. <laughs> Jared alright guys thanks for listening to Everyday Athlete join us next week uh, we'll dive deep into the people who make us great thanks for listening guys thanks